it is really an incredibly tough time as human beings. It's not even as entrepreneurs. It's not even just as travel advisors, but as human beings, you know, the things that we crave control, certainty, (laughs) are things, are just things that just aren't here right now. And the word, I think the word languish may end up being the word of 2021 because it's not just feeling stuck. It's also feeling when you are moving, you're just spinning your wheels. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul for the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. Welcome back, Travel Biz CEO listeners. I am Crystal, the marketing guru, expert, coach, whatever you want to call it. I'm joined today by Wendy. It's Wendy Crystal time. Yes, yay. Actually, we do miss Ashley terribly, always. It, this was fun. And I don't think we've had the chance to just chit chat. Well, we never chit chat on the mic. On the yes. mic. I'm Wendy Guth, co-founder of Kinship Travel Academy, founder of Rebel on the Go, and assorted coaching certifications and stuff like that. (laughs) All Um, around mindset and motivation and goals and all that good stuff. We should never be in charge of introducing ourselves ever again. No, no, because no. (laughs) So today we wanted to pop in and talk about purpose-driven profits, but in a larger context. So we did a workshop with our membership this week called Purpose-Driven Profits, which if you'd like to know more about that, you should definitely check out our membership. Specifically, we started talking about this topic because a lot of our community is languishing right now. In fact, a lot of the world is languishing right now, but especially those in the travel industry have decided that we we have it worse than everybody else. Maybe I'm wrong. It really kind of comes down to the fact that it's really hard to be a travel advisor right now. It's really hard to show up. And how do you continue to show up in this industry, in this environment, in this world right now? Wendy had some thoughts on that. <laughs> that was a good pass. I like that. <laughs> it is really an incredibly tough time as human beings. 
It's not even as entrepreneurs. It's not even just as travel advisors, but as human beings, you know, the things that we crave control certainty (laughs) are things are just things that just aren't here right now. I think the word languish may end up being the word of 2021 because it's not just feeling stuck. It's also feeling when you are moving, you're just spinning your wheels. It's really, really tough. One of the things that I think is really important about all of this, it's not necessarily to wallow in it. It is to have conversations about it. I don't think it can be eliminated, but how do we figure out ways to lessen it as much as we can? I always think of there's mountains, there's molehills, there's speed bumps. I like keeping things at the speed bump level, (laughs) staying away from mountains and trying to bring everything down to a level. We just go over the bump and we keep going. We go over a little bump, we keep going. It's always interesting, purpose-driven profits. We, everyone is in business, I think, to make a profit. We are, we're not charities, at least most of us are not. So ultimately the long-term goal is to make profits. What I actually found was interesting that the University of Michigan did a study. They did a 10-year study. Those people who had the strongest sense of their own purpose and what they are doing ultimately were the people who ended up making more money, ended up with a greater income, ended up with higher net worth. The concept of purpose-driven profits is actually a proven thing out there just to start with. Yeah. So we're not just making it up and this is not some, if you build it, they will come moment. It's not a money mindset issue. It is, if you can dig into your purpose, that's how you one, turn those mountains into speed bumps. You kind of level things out and you normalize them by talking about them. You can bring it down to the surface, but then it also can give you that roadmap of where you're needing to go. Exactly. Exactly. Because really you, when you think about it, your purpose is very much future driven, very much future driven. An exercise that I like to do with clients is really, this is going to sound a little morbid, but is to create your headstone. What is your legacy? What is so important that you will be remembered? And it just kind of spins things in a different perspective. Well, and I think what's important about that, we had our coaching call with our members this week and it's a common theme. I'm struggling. I don't know what I'm doing. We don't know where we're going. Very frustrated in the moment. Should I sell travel? Should I not sell travel? Should I have an exit plan? What should I be doing in my business right now? What is cool about this concept of purpose-driven profits was this was an exercise that I did with you in a private coaching session. I think we decided it was four months ago. I can't remember (laughs) how long ago it was. What it did for me was it put into perspective what was important, where do I want to be? The obituary or the headstone piece is kind of interesting, and it is a little bit morbid, but at the same time, really puts things into perspective. As far as what's important to me, who relies on me, who do I care about? What legacy do I want to leave behind? Where am I going in this life? And really asking the question is of, is what I'm doing now getting me there? Oh, exactly. 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 I think that that's well, and it's also hmm, just to put a little twist on that. What about 
is where I'm going the right direction? Oh, that's a really good question too. Because I think knowing that where you want to be, where you want to end up, if, if where you're wanting to be is, you know, a beach in Mexico, but you hate the ocean, that's <laughs> terrible. You've not right. qualified yourself. It's like not qualifying your client. Like you've just gone in completely the wrong direction qualifying yourself and qualifying your wants and your needs out of life and realizing that I'm not a beach person, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. Wendy is. Wendy's our beach person. Wendy keeps saying, I think we need to build a cruise ship and <laughs> everybody come on board. And I just told her, I'm like, yes, but she forgot, but I don't like the ocean. <laughs> it's a hard sell. The concept is good, but it's a hard sell. But knowing that about yourself and knowing about where it is that you want to go and how you're going to get there. It helps you backwards plan those incremental steps that you need to take in your life, in your business, in all of the things to know exactly how you're going to get there. It's how you make the plan. And that's how you create your certainty. That's how you create your stability and your security, all those things that we need that we can't have. It gives you the ability to control what you can in this moment when so many Mm -hmm. things feel completely out of our control. Oh yeah. That is, that is, well, it's it's very true on a number of points right now. It's just so hard. One of the things that I say is look ahead, look forward, look down the pike. And sometimes it is so difficult to do that. Actually, another exercise also can be very powerful is to sit down, kind of clear your mind, grab a piece of paper, writing utensil, And think about your perfect day, but not necessarily think about it now. What is that perfect day for you, like five years down the road, even 10 years down the road? In all likelihood, you're not thinking, oh, I'm waking up to a pandemic or something of that nature. And then to start, what are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you doing? All those sorts of things. And you start to build a repository that allows you to come back and say, what are my values? What is so important to me? Where am I going? It's always interesting. One of the exercises that we do is what we call like the B, B goals, do goals, action. And then from there, I guess, tasks. Most people actually start in the do phase. I want to do this. We are wired to do that. It's great if you can actually start what do I want to be? But you can work your way back. You can work your way. I want to be a millionaire or I no. I want to, well, that's ultimately, and that's a very hedonistic goal, but it did pop into my mind right now. I think maybe we should play the lottery. I think that's the sign. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Well, just because I want to be a millionaire doesn't mean I would be hedonistic with my millions of dollars. Well, I know that about you because I actually know your values. <laughs> Well, you also know my beagles, so yeah. that kind of helps too. I think that one of the things that I find so interesting is to really talk about purpose-driven profits. You really have to spend the time and the energy, and it is, there's energy involved to really dig into the purpose piece of it. When Wendy and I did this process together, however many months ago, Uh, She was going through this in a workshop this week with members and so many of them got stuck and I was rattling off mine in the comments and somebody private messaged me and said, man, you have it all down. And I said, no, you don't understand. These took hours and weeks on pause and weeks of back and forth with Wendy and I to really work through them. 
So when she said, you know, really come up with your B goals, what do you want to be? So I wanted to be a great mother. I wanted to be a loving partner. I wanted to be a community leader. I wanted to be a marketing expert. Now we needed to do attach, you know, well, what do you do? So, you know, like she just said, be, do, action, task. What do we do? So if I want to be a great mother, I'm going to carve out extra time for my kids. I'm going to schedule more walk, just kind of work down. You start with the macro and you work down to the micro and you do this in a lot of aspects of your business or your life. That's where your purpose comes from, because I know now my tasks aren't just tasks. I'm not just going for a walk to go for a walk. I'm going for a walk with the kids tonight, or I'm going to sit down and play this game of mousetrap for the six millionth time, which by the way, is the worst game in the world (laughs) ever invented because it breaks every single time you play. (laughs) All kids are obsessed with it. And I am still mad at my husband for buying it, but I'm going to sit down. I'm going to play this game of mousetrap tonight, not because I'm just checking a box, but because it is attached to the bigger purpose that I have attached to it, which is I want to be a great mom. It's the same little things that you're going to do in your business. Like I'm going to send out my weekly newsletter. Well, that's attached to, I really want to be a community leader in my industry. And I need to attach to that on a micro level is keeping in touch with them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And it helps give me that motivation to show up in my business and show up in my life in ways that sometimes I don't want to do. It's messy, dirty work. And it's interesting. I did this obviously before you did this <laughs> for me, my ultimate purpose amongst other things, but really was to be there. And I had couched it. I want to be there for my loved ones. I actually had a bit of a, I guess we'd say it was almost like a revelation that really it even expanded to, I want to be there for those in my community as well. That is one of those drivers for me that gets me doing Facebook lives or drivers, like you say, communicating, but I want to be there. I want to show myself the teacher and as a leader in my work community. It was an interesting, just a little powerful shift that has proven to be quite important for me. I like to say it's all dirty work. It's all evolutionary. And you can sit down and come up with, and it's just, I guess, seeing how it fits into your your picture into your life. It's interesting, not too long ago, and I don't think I've shared this with you. I ultimately am a visual person. (laughs) And for a while there, my life, a number of years ago, my life was incredibly chaotic. This is a really funny, I had a picture of a submarine in a hot dog bun. Oh my gosh. It had like bubbles. And anyway, it was really a crazy image, but it basically came down to this concept of aeronautics, what they call max Q which is the maximum density that it's just the perfect, the perfect point at which something either explodes completely or just takes off in a positive way. I felt that that was my life. So I had this visual. I, that hasn't been my life for quite some time, though it still sort of fits. But anyway, <laughs> I created another visual. This time it's a river with banks and rock. And I have my buckets on the rocks in the middle <laughs> for me, that's like, okay, this is my visual and this is where I am now. Anyway, I'm not sure why I went off on that strange tangent. 
But those are also the kinds of tools that can help in trying to find some answers at a time where they aren't necessarily available. What's hardest about this work is there is a fear when people get started that the answer that they come to might not be what they wanted to hear. I think we all set up very different expectations for ourselves and how the world perceives us and Mm -hmm. how we are perceived by the world. I think there's, there's sometimes a disconnect there. So when we create these beagles on what we want to be, I'm going to use the motherhood one, because I think that's a pretty poignant example. There are like perceptions of like what a good mother is to me is Mm -hmm. different than maybe what a good mother is to you than what is a good mother to like Susie Q that's listening to the podcast. And so really trying to, to drill in to what that actually means to you and what your definition of success is in that area and how you feel about that is right. so incredibly powerful on one hand. And then on the other hand, you might get to this conclusion that, Hey, some of these beagles actually work against each other. And what yeah. is the priority? What is the ultimate beagle? Like what is the most important beagle yeah. here? That's a really interesting idea too around this and why it's so important to assign, like when he said, your be, do, action, tasks. Is that what it is? I always get them confused. Be, do, action, and then go, and then task. And there's, you could even go farther. It's just, it just sort of flows. (laughs) It's drilling down as deep as you can go, actually as deep as you want to go. So interesting what you just said, because at times with one-on-one coaching, you can obviously, you can drill down further. And there are actually a couple questions that routinely come up when we talk about goals. It's so funny because I think you just hit the nail on the head, which is, are there current activities or situations in your life that might conflict with enacting your goals. I have a goal that I want to do everything I can to be the best at my job, yet I also want to be the best I can as a mother. Sometimes those are conflicting. It's not always possible to juggle everything. I always like to think that priority really is just one thing. It's hard to have priorities. You have priority at any moment. So it just makes me think that Ultimately, and maybe this is just getting into the whole thing, that as women, (laughs) sorry to any men who are listening, but as women, I always feel like we sort of second guess ourselves. What are other people possibly going to think? And I know that's very important. It's very important in my house. It's very important in my world. It's very important. I spend a good bit of time thinking, what will Ashley and Crystal think of this? And I do. (laughs) And it's a combination of because I value what you have to say, but it's also, it's that little second guessing in my head that I don't necessarily, sometimes we're kind of, I don't know that we're wired that way, but we're taught that way. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that, again, it comes back to that conflict between your perception of self and the world's perception of you. And sometimes those don't always mesh up. And so when we create these goals for ourselves or these expectations for ourselves, or what do we want to be really taking the time to dig down and make sure that it's in alignment with what you actually want to be, not just what you think the world wants of you. 
Exactly. And then when those priorities do come in conflict and they will, it's interesting because Brene Brown does a similar exercise for values exercise. And we did it in, as part of KTA, when you ask somebody, what do you value? They might give you a list of like 30 things. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. well now you need to really just pick three. Yeah. You it's really hard. need to pick three. If you can narrow it down to two or one, even better. When you look at that list of all the values that could be out there, courage, curiosity, wholeheartedness, leadership, kindness, gratitude. There are all these things <laughs> that, that you're like, oh, I want to be this. And 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 I want to be this. We only have so much bandwidth. Well, and it's interesting because it's not also necessarily what you aspire to be. It's what are those core values that you really are? And you've done the values in action exercise where you answer questions and they actually tell you what your values are. And they bring it back and you're kind of like, oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting when you're being told <laughs> what you are rather than you're picking from a list. There's so much out there. Oh, it's like an overabundance of tools that can help us. But deep down, it's just, I wish that we listened to our gut more, listened to having community that allows us to share openly and honestly, mm-hmm. these are such incredibly important. Like I'm very lucky. I mean, I have actually in crystal <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wish I could share them with everybody, but that would leave less for me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be shared with everybody. I'm yeah. so exhausted as I, as it is. What's cool about this exercise again, is when you do break it down into the micro and you see all the tasks that you need to do to achieve your B goals, to achieve Mm -hmm. that higher level of what you want to be. Really for me anyway, when we first did this exercise, I kind of made the joke. She said, okay, list out your B goals. And you know, you list out like 10 things that I wanted to be. And she said, okay, now for each B goal, you need to decide three do's and then to each do three tasks. And it felt very quickly like the ice breaker toilet paper exercise. Have you ever been in a room when they pass around the toilet paper and they say, pull things, the toilet paper. And then, uh, oh, by the way, at, you have for every square of toilet paper you pulled off, you had to share one thing about yourself. So the people that got really ambitious and pulled like 20, 20 squares versus the person who did one got really screwed in the icebreaker conversation. <laughs> and that's how I felt with these beagles, the first time that I did them was, okay, I did too many. I did too many. And some of them have to go because the reality of it is we only have so much time during the day. One has to have bigger priority over the other. It's true in all things and not just in your beagles and your business and your purpose-driven profit exercises, but in your marketing strategy, in your business plan, You cannot, as an entrepreneur starting out, especially do and be all the things to all people. Something has to win. Oh, that is absolutely so true. That is so, so, so true. And it's really knowing when the right time is for any of those, for things to happen. 
I love that because I, I saw something the other day that says you can have it all, just not at the same time. Exactly. It's fun. We do this wheel of life. There's 10 different buckets in your life. Probably if I look at it, my purpose involves probably all 10 buckets, but not at any given time. It's just not humanly possible for us to do everything. It's also, I think there's, there's a comfort and I don't know if you feel this way, but there's a comfort in knowing for me that I have a purpose that I will more than happy have on my headstone, not right now, but someday. It allows me the flexibility, maybe that's the right word, to shift and pivot and shimmy and do whatever it takes to make this pandemic and this time, I guess, as least painful as possible. Well, there's power in boundaries and there's power in... Like you said, knowing that you are fulfilling a purpose, it's just not all of your purposes all at the same time. Mm -hmm. There was something incredibly freeing about the permission to say no or not achieve or not do certain things in certain areas because I was fulfilling my purpose in other areas. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I like that. And there is power and the power can also be, I know what's best for me. I know what I can control in my world. Actually, the power is in saying, I trust the decisions that I make. Ooh, All yeah. right. I think we're going to end it there. Wonderful meandering experience. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I appreciate all meandering experiences and conversations that you and I have. All right, guys, until next week, tune in, but join us in Travel Agent Training and Mentorship. And we would love to know if you've done any purpose exercises, if you have any idea on how to drill down on that. If you're struggling, of course, in KTA, we have this amazing workshop available to all our members to work through this process with Wendy. But until next time, enjoy your purpose and enjoy drilling down and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you were wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.